0: So kick back, relax, hit that. Roll up your sleeve. All your cool motherfuckers can stay, but bitches leave. Time for three guys on broadcast. The prosperity. Hit the tip drop for the jet. yeah, yes, Think you better than me. Now here's the smooth brother coming in hot with coherence. This is
1: Michael Diamond? Nah,
0: nice it's Randolph Terrence. Keep you maintaining, hit you with the weight training. We'll explain the illusion of police retraining. And this is Randy. He's number one Andy. A songwriter rifle a comedy. Got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time. punch punchlines from the cut Walk at a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller. Crowd killer, say I'll probably not here. Out trying to raise his daughter. Tune in to 3SPN, through the Sock Puppet Nation, let the party begin. Heywood, Pop, Pop, P. D. Romain Top of the List, J. L. Chadwick, the black eye who pips might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit, might be just trying to help you get a nice pink young bitch. You have an opinion, let's hear it for it proper. The world may suck, but I like it. On. on you, Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet if you're dropping our names. We'll now let's come together. There's nothing else to say. Let's start the show. Randolph hit him with the
1: hey, hey, hey. Hey! What's happening? Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Who else? Pretty Three guys on. Here we are.
2: You know, uh, on the intro song, there's a moment where he says, uh, he's talking about Tim, and he says, uh, say hola. Hola. <laughs>
1: hola.
2: I'm trying to raise a daughter. Um, I don't know if Chad knew this when he was writing the song, but Tim's daughter is being raised to speak English and, and Spanish. Spanish. So yep. There's another layer there. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that was uh, Wayne Beats, which we talked about. It's we, it's maybe a we'll hear.
1: P- girl. She'd be a beauty, Ooh. man.
2: Maybe we'll hear PD do a uh, she's woo
1: over sixteen-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. A little,
2: a little. <laughs> really. We're freestyling here. What are you guys looking at? Are you guys lusting over a little young girl?
1: She's gonna be a beauty. Maybe. The
3: gymnast. A little, oh, the winking gymnast. Latin, she reminds me of mociano back when I was fourteen. She uh, grew like up her. to be a serious yeah, beauty. She's bad though.
2: So maybe P will freestyle on this uh, on this podcast. Maybe maybe,
1: we'll, uh, maybe
3: we'll drop a beat. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe you may have if to you be want. back
1: with you do guys. that maybe. Happy Thursday. Uh, we have an
2: email. Also, we'll get to
1: okay. yeah. Happy Thursday. When don't we get to it?
2: You okay. want to start with the email? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is someone I think who hasn't emailed us before, if I'm not mistaken. She signed her email T, so I'll just say T. I don't want to say someone's name. They don't want to hear it. But anyway, uh, "Ode to Frankie French" is the title of the email. What's up, fellas? Can I just say how much I sympathize with you guys every time Frankie would interject with one of her stories about her L.A. days in the 90s? I literally said out loud, come on, girl, you can't yada yada a story about crashing Leonardo DiCaprio's birthday party. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But for real, though, Frankie just might be my new favorite person next to Michelle Obama.
1: I've heard this from a couple of different people now.
2: (laughs) Interesting that she asked my opinion on the on the pickles and jars label for you female hosts. Uh, as I was writing that email, I was trying to find a way to shout out the jars without mentioning the pickles. Well, we just exclude the pickles here, but none of it makes sense by itself. For instance, sock puppet can stand on its own; jars cannot. Uh, now that I make the correlation, I cannot support. I cannot support the notion that jars are nothing without pickles. Therefore, I reject the reference entirely. I stand with you, Frankie. Take care, T. Um, you can call them jars. I think well. Marines are called jarheads. Yes. Mm-hmm. So people might think you're saying something uh, military-related. I can call women jars, you know, I guess. I don't know if that – it would be very inside. No one really know what you're talking about. But how much slang do you really understand where it came from, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree I agree with that. It's an orifice nonetheless. Yeah, it's an, it
2: is an orifice. <laughs> There's an opening there, one, one end, one way in, one way out. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> right. One way in, one way out. <laughs>
2: jars. <laughs> the movie. So uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll, maybe we'll just start referring to women as jars. Jars. You know, jars. jars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Saw these jars the other day. Yeah, a new
1: watch. jar came through.
2: What's a jar? You know, women.
3: The Vlasic jar. <laughs> yeah. You,
2: you didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. A Mason jar. <laughs> Ugh.
1: <laughs> That's a good email. Thank you yeah. for emailing us, though. We That's appreciate three guys
2: you. on at Gmail is our email address if anyone wants to email us, or you can PayPal us at yes. that email address. You
1: can always do
2: that. If you want to give us some uh, some extra, you know, little tip money, which we've gotten a couple donations recently, so thanks for that. Those of you, you know who you are. And we don't have a jet yet.
1: Not yet. We're
2: not even really – I'll be honest. We're not that close. Like people – sometimes people wonder, how much do you make when you solicit to – not even close to making a jet. Not we could a jet. buy we could buy like a toy jet and some model paint and paint our logo on the side if we want, but we can't we can't fly
1: it, so. Hook us up, people. Yeah, come on now. We need this jet money. You know? We need this jet money.
2: Pretty soon it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be snow on the ground. You can't drive. Yeah, no.
1: Then we gotta fly. We gotta fly. <clears throat> gotta fly. All right. So thank you for the email. And thank you for any monies you might have given us. I'm sending out our, my usual blast there. That's what, on right. Facebook?
2: Yeah, Facebook and Twitter. The pictures of
1: everyone? Yes. The action shots of us? Yes. Let's talk about the uh, the report, the Justice Department report. You guys see it? No. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Can you pull up the story? Did I, did I send the story to you, Andy?
2: I don't think you sent it to me, but it was all over.
1: I'm Damn gonna man. probably write a piece about it tonight. I need to. I need to write about it. Um, You're talking about the police. The-, the justice department did a review of the Baltimore police of the Baltimore Police Department.
3: Oh no, this I did see.
1: Which actually happened after after Ferguson did the same thing. Why are these people? Here's here's the here it is. Why the fuck are these people doing this? Why are they acting like this? Let's do a review and see why. So they did a review and they saw why. I want to read some of the some of the things out of the report here's
2: an article from cnn about it did i put it in here um no I wasn't in there it took the justice department 164 pages to chronicle what baltimore resident althea booze her name, last name was booze b-o-o-z-e mm-hmm. of course said she i wonder if that, is that her real name Alethea. yeah. aletheia booze said she had known all her life officers routinely abuse the city's majority african-american mm-hmm. American community I've seen them search the fellas, booze, 72, who lives a few doors down from where Freddie Gray was arrested before his eventual death. Uh, I've seen them push them down. It can be 10, 20 degrees, and they will make them sit on the sidewalk. They'll put their pants down, uh, pull their pants down, and they don't care if you was outside. If I'm outside, kids outside, I would say it's not right. You shouldn't do that, and they tell me if I don't shut up, they will lock me up. The Scathing federal report released this week detailed what many Baltimore residents have long known— the unconstitutional practices of some of the city's 2,600 officers led to disproportionate rates of stops, searches, and arrests of African-Americans and excessive use of force against juveniles and people with mental health disabilities. Wow. I will say there are plenty of cops who do an incredibly decent job. This is always part of these articles. You have to say that. It's stupid. <laughs> it's always a disclaimer. It's I will say. makes me mad. There are plenty of cops who do an incredibly decent, by the way, Incredibly before decent doesn't work. Yeah, no. It can't be extra decent. Incredibly decent job in this city, but the amount of officers who walk around on a daily basis just disrespecting and treating people like they're not human beings is incredible to me, said Deborah Levi, a Baltimore public defender. The Department of Justice monitored the department's policing methods for more than a year after the 2015 death of Gray, who suffered a fatal injury while being transported in a police van. This is what gets me about this. This was the year they were being monitored. Mm-hmm. They knew they're getting watched. Mm-hmm. This is them cleaning up their act. You yeah. know, like when your boss is like standing over your shoulder. Oh yeah. You you you, you try a little harder. You work a little better. Mm-hmm. They knew they were getting looked at. Right. Right. Booze remembers Gray screams his unheeded pleas for medical attention during his arrest. If you could have heard that child hollering, she recalled. This article's gonna be more about the human interest side. Um,
1: no, you need the one with that with some of the things they said. Yeah, they yeah. Let's see if killing. it's linked.
2: The investigation report. The investigative report did not directly re- reference the actions of officers in the Gray case, but it noted that recent events underscore the importance of mutual trust, yada, yada, yada. And let me go back and find the link for the disproportionate rates of stops. See, the Freddie Gray thing triggered this, but it's obviously been going on for a long time. long time. It wasn't and just a bad year.
1: Like I said before, when that officer who left, who wrote the article about it, who we've talked about at length on another podcast— yeah who left the p d and he talked about it and wrote a article about it and it's gone away he's on he's on underground internet shows talking about it Infowars. he should be, he should be on national television right uh, but he's on underground shit talking about it, but they don't they don't want it to be known he's he's talking about it. the reason why they don't want it to be known is because this this is not an aberration of the way the system is working this is how the system was designed to work. All the way back from when the police from the police force was first invented. This is what they were designed to do. It's not about protecting and serving. It was mm-hmm. a, it was about, it's a business. It was about wrapping up black people, black slaves. That's what police were invented to do, hunt down and find black slaves, runaway black slaves. And then it was keep the black people in their area and make us feel safe, us being white America. This is this the fact that this doesn't disgust America that when a report like this comes out it doesn't disgust America. It's it's not shocking to me. It's it's not even saddening to me anymore. It's not even maddening to me anymore. It's like like um Rick was saying, Rick Younger was saying that you have to laugh at this stuff at stuff like this or you'll go crazy. You don't you don't have any choice. It's, people don't believe, Rudy Giuliani was on television saying that you can't believe this because this is Obama's Justice Department, so you, right. you can't believe it. It's, then then everybody's, then all of these reports are all false, and everybody's lying.
2: Well, a lot of this stuff, too. It's, it's all made up. It's, when you look at numbers, it's not just about numbers. It's about, you know, it happens all the time. Cops will run up on someone and stop them and, and frisk them and fuck with them and then let them go after a half hour mm-hmm. now there's no arrest there's no mm-hmm. nothing to report there's nothing statistic about that so that doesn't even show up when you look at stats there's a man but in there's this a rep- psychological thing of this is keep fucking with
1: there's a man in this report who got stopped 50 times yeah 50 times never got it never got a citation never got, a citation, he got stopped fifty times. Fifty times. What would? You, clearly, they didn't have any reason to stop him. If he keeps not getting tickets fifty times, he didn't right. get a ticket. No. Okay, that's one guy, and that's the one that we know about.
2: Imagine all the crimes they prevented.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. From
2: stopping this guy fifty times. Stopping this one
1: particular guy, they they, they anally probed women uh, vaginally and anally with their fingers, which means they basically raped women on the side of the street, made them take off their pants and stuck their fingers up and from. They, they were not looking at anything; they were just looking to get their jollies. Right sexually and emotionally by dominating these people and America is okay with it they just are people will say that they're not and they'll say that it's not but why hasn't it changed if a report came out that a major police department was acting in a in a in this manner towards white women okay if that report came out on a Tuesday, you'd never hear the end of it. This report came out on Tuesday or Wednesday, and it's gone. Damn. It's gone. This should be being talked about every day. The Ferguson report should be talked about every day. It's gone. It's gone. It should infuriate America that th- that this is happening. America doesn't care. I'm tired of keeping having to say this, and people t- tell to me, that's not true. It, okay. Well, what
2: they're saying is, it's like the not all men Well I care if they're not they don't No you don't don't want the generalization to No you
1: don't because if you did care, you wouldn't have said that to me. You wouldn't have said that. You would say how do we change this? This has to stop, how do we change this? Well not even that so you don't care. Change
2: is also something else where who defines what is enough of a change? So if they say, Well, you know, we got some new leadership in Baltimore and we're working on it and we've we've changed some policies and like like okay, but some policies, some differences don't really necessarily matter to the people who are still being victimized. There so, what no, is change?
1: There, there are no good police. There aren't. The, the institution of policing is corrupt and flawed. How do I know there's no good police? How can you call yourself a good police officer when you know this is happening? You have to know it's happening because it's happening right out in the open. It's not hidden, it's happening right out in the open. So, how can you call yourself a good police officer? When that's why I didn't watch when Barack Obama did that thing about the town hall with the between the people and the cops and that woman. I, the one part I did see, this woman sent him and says, "My son's a Baltimore police officer, and what am I supposed to tell him when people are upset with him?" And then Barack has to say to her, "Well, your son is doing a fine job. He's not, and it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie that everybody tells themselves. There are no good police officers not in Baltimore, not in a lot of cities, not not in Ferguson. There aren't.
2: Well, I'm getting drummed out."
1: They quit, they yeah. quit yeah. or they leave. they don't have any choice because they know that this is they know that this is corrupt, so people are just staying there drawing a check. You're not good just because you don't do it, yeah, that doesn't make you good. You know what's happening. you haven't tried to stop it. turn a blind eye, you turn a blind eye to it. you haven't tried I to remember, stop it, nor are you going to try to stop it. You don't care to
3: when I was doing driver's Ed back at sixteen, I had this guy, Mr. Bland, real good dude out in Montgomery County and he was a music teacher and he said that his life dream was to be a police officer but then he got there and right off the bat he said it's like a gang of corrupt cops they just pull you aside and they say all right this is what's going on this is where we're taking this payoff from this is what we're going to do this thing from and if you ain't down with it you know you'll mistakenly get shot and then you'll get a pine box in a funeral that tells you know the commissioner says oh he was the most honest great guy on the force like do you want that and he was like i was just out the door i just said fuck this be a dc cop he said there's no point mm-hmm. it, it's
1: there's no such there's no such thing as a good cop and america is okay with me being treated like this i'm in baltimore a lot this could happen to me at any time mm-hmm. at any time Here's i'm in dc a lot report. this can happen at any time
2: in a four year period beginning in 2010 roughly 44% of the 111,500 police stops Occurred in two small, predominantly African American neighborhoods that account for about 11 percent of the city's population. 44 percent of the stops occurred in an area where 11 percent of the city's population. Yeah,
1: how is that possible? Is. How do those numbers track? They don't.
2: Only 3.7 f- percent of those stops resulted in citations or arrests. Right. This is just jabbing at people, mm. just you know, uh, flexing basically. Um, in a Facebook post, a police sergeant recently endorsed a controversial policing approach, writing that the solution to the murder rate is. Easy Flex Cuffs and a line at Central Booking, uh, CJIS 2-0055, which is the code for loitering arrest. So that's his way to solve murders, is to just mm-hmm. stop people for loitering, mm-hmm. which is completely subjective because anyone mm-hmm. standing anywhere.
1: Could be but loitering. But here's the thing, is that people people will stand up and say will stand up and say that this is the right thing to do because those people do that to themselves. So you're telling me that I do that, which is why there are many people in this town and in this scene that I don't fuck with. I just don't fuck with them. I don't fuck with Danny Ruiz anymore. I don't fuck with them at all. We had a long discussion about this. I don't fuck with them because if something like this happened to me, they would think that it was my fault. I know that. I don't, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that I was close with that I mm-hmm. don't, I do not fuck with, and I will not fuck with. Because I see you. I see what you are. I see how you think. I see you. You don't see you, but I see you.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And you don't see me. You say you do, but you don't. Because if it happened to me, you would think that it was my fault. And you think that it's okay that people who look like me are treated like that well, because they it's would, their fault.
2: So fuck you. All they would do is... Uh play this episode of the podcast and right. say, well, he clearly had an issue. With exactly. Yeah. I,
1: I make no secret about the, about the things that I say. I make no secret about it. And you would use this to blame it on me. So you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, there's a lot of people I, don't, there's j- I just don't fuck with anymore. And there's all the names in my head. And I so want to say all the names <laughs> because I've had back and forth of them on Facebook already. And I so want to say all the names. But I won't say all the names. But there are a lot of people I just will not fuck with. I won't yep. because I see you. I see you. I don't give a fuck that you have a black girlfriend. It means nothing to me. I don't care that you have black that you say you have black friends. It means nothing to me. I don't care that you hang around with black people. It means nothing to me. I don't care that you go on the road with black with black performers. It means nothing to me. It means nothing because when push comes to shove, I'm just like them or the people that all these people you reference are just like them. And you're okay with you're okay with the Baltimore PD doing these things to people. And it's our problem when we flex up against these things. What would make a whole community basically burn a place, burn something down? What would make them do that? You don't even think to ask yourself what would make them do that. Well, then you think they're animals. That's what you think. You have to think that they're animals because you didn't even bother to ask yourself, why are they doing that? Why are the people in Ferguson that mad? What would make somebody that mad that they would just continuously every night do that? Well, they're just thugs. Oh, you mean they're just niggers? Is that what you mean? You didn't even bother to think to ask that. So you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Because you don't think nothing. The people in Baltimore rose up. A kid got his neck broke. And no one is in trouble for that. The city of Baltimore has paid out millions of dollars to, to families to get them to be quiet and go away. And it don't bother you. Because it makes you feel safe. And you don't even care to ask why they would get this mad. Why they would do these things. You don't care. You don't care. You don't care. So fuck you. I don't need you in my life. I don't need you. I do not need you. I do not. Why would I need you? I don't need you around me. I don't need you anything. You're not a part of what I want. You're not even a part of people who look like me living with dignity and respect. As long as it gives you the illusion of feeling safe, man, get the fuck out of my face. Get the fuck out of my face. I watch people talk on television. This fucking guy, Donnie Deutsch, that's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. He's built businesses from the the ground up. CNBC guy? Yeah. He says one one day, just out of nowhere, he's like, listen, when they were talking about stopping and frisk, stopping and frisk makes him feel good because it makes him feel safe. Why? Because it makes him feel safe that people are being stopped and frisked. It's the illusion of safety. It makes him feel safe that he knows him and his family will be safe. There's
2: there's also another illusion, which is the illusion of imminent danger. You know, like people have this idea that, uh, you know, like the, which I don't know if we'll get to it, but the guy who uh, recently took his shotgun out and shot a guy two houses down in the streets. And he called 911 first and said, I got to secure my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And because he's been fed this idea that there's danger everywhere, which means someone has to come in and, you know, stop the danger. So when you have that in your head like oh every every time I turn around shit could go wrong you're gonna think well they better do something to make me feel safe but why do you feel unsafe because of the email forwards that you believe yeah. you know all the bullshit so that's part of it too is this they're sold on I'm in danger I need help I need to be made to feel safe but all that could be an imagined thing mm-hmm. the, the, the beginning middle and end of that could just right. be let's uh, let's stop and frisk all these people to make that guy feel safe <laughs> Why does he feel unsafe? Because of something that was bullshit to begin with based in stereotypes, based in racism, based in everything. So guys are having a party two houses down. This guy's getting his gun and calling 911 and saying, you better get here in a hurry, which is sort of threatening. Like, I'm going to do some shit. You better get cops out here because I'm securing my neighborhood yeah
1: Mm-mm. what does that even mean
2: yeah. right. you know so
1: i'm running the black people out of here that's yeah. what that means
2: but that fear came from somewhere too right and he was he bought whatever was being sold right. to him and so now he needs to be made to feel safe which is safe from some shit that he's just imagining in the first place right and so meanwhile the consequences are people are getting people die up people are getting shot or you, you know, know people people's die. lives are affected a
1: kid who's standing in the street while they're racing around if if that's the case, why are you the only why are you the only neighbor calling? Right. <laughs> with all this racing that's happening, no one else is calling. Yeah. Right. You're not the only one who lives in this neighborhood. So what are you calling for? What are you calling here for? You just shoot out of your garage with somebody. You shoot. And here here's the thing. Warning shot. He said. Yeah. Warning shot. Really? What are you shooting warning shots for? Why are you shooting a warning shot? at- If they had guns. Yeah. Why didn't they shoot back? Right. If so, if I got a gun and somebody shoots at me, I shoot back. That's how it goes. I'm shooting back at you. So why did not they shoot back?
2: Well, a warning shot's supposed to be like over people's heads.
1: Yeah, what are up, you in, the up in the air is yeah. a warning New shot. Year's Eve. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. You don't shoot one at eye level. You don't shoot a warning. <laughs> yeah. You don't like you know shoulder you your shoot, weapon.
1: You shoot up in the air. You but,
2: know, you know. It's but it, a lot of it. The I need to be made to feel safe comes from for some reason I was made to feel unsafe. Right. Yeah. We'll Explore that.
1: Right. You know? The police can jump out of a car. And shoot a child who's holding a toy gun in two seconds can do that and get off.
3: Absolutely. Scott and get you. off.
1: But people defend the police officer. How many people did we see defending the police officer in that? How many people that we know defended the police officer? Well, you didn't see all the videotape. What, what do you need to see? What, what exactly do you need to see that would make it okay to shoot a 10-year-old boy dead? What do you need to see? He looked like a man. Not only did you need, not only did you, what, a a three-foot-tall man? How many three-foot-tall men are there? He weighed
2: 180 pounds. Floating around,
1: you know, at three feet tall? Come on, man.
2: He's 12 years old. He looks like he's 17. and And
1: And then you leave him just laying on the ground, on the cold ground, shot, and you handcuff his sister in the car. And America is okay with that. There just are. They have to be because it hasn't changed. But again, if this was happening to young white girls, it would stop. Absolutely. It would stop. There would be an outcry and it would stop. It never would happen. It would be an outcry and it would stop.
3: Well, that's the principle of rational ignorance at work. Because if you're part of the privileged class, you don't have to worry about these things. If you don't choose to. If you have no love or empathy for the black man, you're not going to bother with it. Right. Right. It's their problem. It ain't your problem.
1: Until this country learns to love us the way they say they love us, or the way the way that their Bible says you're supposed to love your neighbor as you love yourself, they don't love us, they do not. This country does not love us. when well, we gave you a black president. Yeah, that you allowed to be called nigger on the regular. That you allow your, your friends, to, you allow to be disrespected on the regular. You allowed a Congress to not work with him just based on nothing. Just based on nothing. You allowed that. You are, um, and by you, I mean America is allowing all of this to happen to the President of the United States. You're allowing this. Nope. You allowed Donald Trump to rise up. You're allowing this to happen. It's
2: funny you man know,
1: you're allowing this to happen you think it's a you think it's a game you're allowing this to happen you allow him to be on national television you're allowing this to happen well, I, I'm not doing anything sure you are all of America you're allowing this to happen it didn't have to happen like this this man didn't this man could have been ridiculed from minute one he yeah. could have been ridiculed by everybody and gone Ooh. away. Who in their right mind, when Donald Trump said, "I'm going to run for president," thought this guy can be a president? Who
3: thought that? I couldn't see Obama or anybody black official saying one of those things and getting off.
1: Yeah. Who?
2: Well, it's the The he he appealed to people who were racist. I'm not. I'm not even not even just (laughs) racist, but people who were sort of again the fear thing. Mm -hmm. The years of you know black president slash Tea Party slash. Oh my God! My email, my inbox every day says that this country is going to hell. You know, like people think there's an imminent danger with left-wing policies with Obama as president, and so they they have this weird call to action of saving the world slash right. saving the country. They're white knighting for, and here comes Trump, who just says everything into a microphone that they think, which is racist, which is also xenophobic, which is everything. Which or is an know, echo kind of a, chamber. The, well, yeah, what's and really the, the, what happened was In a there's a lot more of those people than we thought, Fuck yeah! basically. So people are like, oh, it's a fringe thing. Oh, mm. no. You know, it'll be like, <laughs> oh, he'll appeal to some idiots.
3: I'd known all these people existed all these years, and just traveling the country, you just see it firsthand all the right. time. Right, you just never
2: do a head count.
3: But now what's the danger is he's shown the whole world our ass. I mean, they knew it was there, too, a little bit, but he's emphasized it better than anybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So here he is. He's calling for the for the assassination of of his political opponent. He's a, he's a racist. How do I know he's a racist? Because he's a birther. Um, he's calling he's calling for Muslims to not be allowed in this country. At some point,
2: we got to figure it out.
1: Well, well, <laughs> we got to get in there and figure it the out. The figure is round up all the Muslims in this country. That has to be the next thing. Right. That has to be the and next And monitor them. That has to be the next logical step. It has to be. Right. If you start off with don't let them in this country, you end in put them all in internment camps. You or have just
2: to. or or do the thing which which is. You know, park cops outside of mosques and stop and frisk everybody when they come in and out. Yeah. And you know, again, let's solve a, a problem based in someone's irrational fear that's not an actual problem. Right. So there's a lot of that too. It will just be like, let's rough that up, let rough that community up a little bit, uh, make our, flex our muscle there, make make them understand that we're here. You know, so let them in, but that kind of thing.
1: And the mm-hmm. ones that
2: are already here, they're just fucked. And then what happens is, some dude. This sees a guy in a turban and decides, I'm going to go shoot that guy. Like, you know, that which happened post 9 11 a few times. A guy in a gas station gets shot because he's wearing a turban. Yeah. Because not everybody's going to do it the way, I guess, the uh, less violent way. People are going to, oh, i want to take action in my own hands, just like this neighborhood watch guy a couple of weeks yeah. ago. I got to secure my hood.
1: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I just have to secure my hood. So, boy's dead now. Yeah. He's going to jail. So, right. maybe. He's still got to go through a trial. He's probably going to jail. He could get off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could well, if the guy was off.
2: if the guy was standing like uh, in his driveway, he'd probably get off. It'd be a standard ground situation. He
1: can get off regardless. <laughs> because his lawyer's going to start spinning some way. Listen, that that cop that shot the guy laying on his back that guy's not gonna get no jail time that's a
2: cop that's the, he there might is, lose his
1: he might lose his job this guy's not a cop that guy's that cop should be going to jail sure he's, but he's i'm saying this, this guy that did yeah. the shooting
2: it's just like the guy who shot the kid at the gas station uh he got convicted because mm. he's just a, he wasn't a cop if he was a cop then who knows but this guy's neighborhood watch guy the reason zimmerman didn't get convicted is because there were no witnesses there's no not you know there's one 911 call but it doesn't say enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's the other
1: guy—that's the whole crazy thing about that. The other guy evolved is that is that again America allowed a guy who calls himself a neighborhood watchman to stalk and stop a black kid without asking the absurdity of what makes you think you can walk up to this kid and ask him what he's doing? You're nobody,
4: mm-hmm. and
1: why does this kid have to stop for you? That's the question that An I—that's that, the question that I thought no one ever asked. Nor was it ever a- answered. What makes, what, you're nobody. You're literally nobody. You're you're a guy playing a game. Right. Why do you get to follow this boy through through this, through this his neighborhood? Why do you get to do that? Why do you get to come up to him and ask him questions?
2: He never got to the point of asking him questions. Yeah. He claims that, you know, he's, Trayvon Martin jumped out of a bush and started hitting him.
1: Yeah, which is a lie. But let's say it was. You were stalking him. Why do you get to do that? Are you neighborhood watch Exactly what is a neighbor who empowers neighborhood watch to allow them to do that I listened to announcer after announcer keep talking about Trayvon Martin's hoodie and no one said what allows what gave George Zimmerman the power to do this You know who gave him the power to do that America because America does it fears black males fears black men feels fears black manhood and is okay with people subjugating black manhood no one ever asked the right questions in the Zimmerman case of what made you think that you could get out of your car, chase after this boy, and confront him? What, what made you think you could do that? You're not in law enforcement. You're not in law enforcement. So what makes you think that you can do that? Why, why would you think you could do that? The reason why I think he can do that is because America is okay with him doing that. America wants him to do that. How do I know America wants him to do that? Because he's not in jail right now. He's running around the country doing crazy shit. Why'd this guy shoot? This guy shoot, as Andy just said. He thinks it's okay. America has told him, this is what you have to do. You have to be afraid. And this is who you have to be afraid of. And this is what you have to do to stop it. Okay, so every day when I leave my house, at any point along the course of my day, at any point, I can run into somebody who thinks like that. And they can do something to me based on a a fear that they have of me and get away with it. And I... Can't say anything because if I say something, I'm the one playing the race card. I'm the one who's the problem. I'm the one who said because America doesn't love me. America loves you, Petey. America loves you, Andy Klein. America loves my wife, Amy Michelle. America don't love me, and the America's not going to love my daughter. They are not. They do now because she's little and she's, she's cute. Got jokes, but as she gets older and bigger. They're not going to love, America's not going to love her. America, America's okay with a cop holding a woman in a bikini, a woman, a 15-year-old girl in a bikini on the ground and making excuses for the cop. America's okay with that.
2: Right. She's no angel.
1: America's okay with that. Megyn Kelly said that and no one immediately took their dick out and slapped her in the face. No one did that. I wouldn't recommend that. I would. Like you know, <laughs> shut your fucking mouth, Smack. If you don't shut your mouth,
2: it's very Are you crazy? Very few situations are helped by a dick slap.
1: That one would have been <laughs> I mean, sometimes. Smack you in the face of my dick, bitch. What are you talking about? She's she, well, she's no angel. She's fifth fucking teen in a bathing suit. What could possibly happen? What did that police officer have to fear from a 15-year-old girl in a bathing suit? You're a police officer and you can't handle a 15-year-old girl in a bathing suit? You don't, have, you don't get to have your job. You, you lose your job. You, you, don't get to have, you don't get to have your job and you get prosecuted. But again, America doesn't love people who look like that 15-year-old girl in a bathing suit. America has a, a serious problem with black people they don't care about and then it's a sliding scale going up but at the bottom of that scale black people just yeah at the bottom of that at the bottom of that scale they fear us they talk about well there there's more black people in jail based on the percentage of the population right well that would be because you have no benefit of the doubt
4: mm-hmm.
2: well it's also because where <laughs> you police is where you bust people yeah but just if 44% thing, of your stops are in a Area that has 11% of the population, yeah. guess where a lot of your...
1: But you bust you bust a kid, he's not doing anything, you bust him, you get him into court, he's still going to jail, he's still going to have a record, you know, but a white kid, two rapists now have gotten off. Yeah. People know the kids raped people, and they got off. Right. Records expunged, they're out.
2: Well, the dude, in Stanford guy, is convicted.
1: Yeah, Just didn't he get. got convicted. He didn't get no time.
3: I mean, I gotta stop you for a second. They are banned from stand-up comedy. Well, oh,
1: yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good thing to know.
2: So as they is, should be, by the way. As, as not, should yeah. they should be. You yeah, sh-
1: you should be. I don't yeah. have a problem. I don't have a problem with people there. I have a problem with misapplication of justice. Yes, the justice should be applied equally and equitably across the board. And it it, it, it it's not. How can you say it is? Because whenever somebody <laughs> says that, when they say this, like all lives matter, no, all lives matter. You're clearly not paying attention, mm-hmm. or you are paying attention. You just don't care because you don't like what that end result is. Well, a lot
2: you of those know? people don't know what that even means. They don't know what Black Lives Matter is actually saying. You know? How many like, times?
1: How many times do we have to say it? Well so, that's how many times? It's, at this I've seen it's so stupid. many
2: posts on Facebook like <sharp inhale> it's like if there's a house on fire and right. was, and then someone else <laughs> posts like Here's a, And then, like, someone just destroyed All Lives Matter with this perfect analogy. Yeah. And it's, like, the same, basically the same analogy, but with different mm, yeah. reference points. And then, like, you know, the next 10 minutes later, it's like, oh, my God, blogger destroys All Lives Matter yeah. with this perfect analogy. And it's the same fucking analogy every time. It's like, cancer, I'm cancer, and you say, what about heart disease? All the, At this point, if you don't get it, you're not going to get yeah. it. Yeah. You don't want to get you're, it. You're trying not to get it. You you're get it. Trying you not don't want to get it. Get it. Yeah, you just don't want to be d- excluded and you feel excluded from something. Even though you're not being excluded, Black Lives Matter is not exclusionary, Mm-mm. but that's the the first reaction. So people are just not getting it on purpose, but then they're arguing against it. <clears throat> Even though they probably understand what's going on, they're arguing against it mm-hmm. and digging their heels in for some ridiculous reason just to get the W, I guess, in an argument. Yeah. That's, what, that's one of the reasons I, I stopped fucking with Facebook so much because it's a lot of people just... Having the same conversations over and over again, arguing the same points over and over again, never like coming to any understanding or.
3: Not much new gets brought to the table. And not many people ever want to say, oh, yes, I was wrong.
1: Right. Nor right. will they. Uh, My bad.
3: How about that? Right. You could be so much more right if you just admit you're wrong once in a while. But people aren't really.
2: People. It's not about determining right and wrong, it's about winning. An argument for some reason
3: right but it's an argument you're gonna keep losing for the rest of your life <laughs> if you no, never right. get, admit to why but, you're wrong but
2: for some reason they, they need to win the point right it's not about that. the bigger picture save
3: face save yeah. facebook
2: it's about like <sighs> oh shit my comment got 16 likes and everyone else's comment got like 8 likes or less yeah, i don't win well, million the winner. thought yeah, the I world win. was flat there's a scoreboard on facebook it's, <laughs> it's your it's your reactions numbers
1: fucking stupid in the meantime another black kid got killed yeah. while you were fucking worried about that a mm. kid was bleeding out somewhere yep.
2: yeah but there's a meme that says he he shouldn't have he should have complied and let the court sort it out
1: well, yeah, you're right <laughs> you are 100% right it's fucking nonsensical bullshit you know trust in the trust in the courts to sort it out, even though you know the courts, even though you know what the courts actually think of you, trust in the court and sort it out right why why would I do that?
2: well, it's just uh you know, that's what you're supposed to do that I was taught dot 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 I yeah. was taught well, I just say would well, just be cooperative with the cops and, and it's always worked for me and yeah et cetera et cetera, yeah. You know, it's that. It's just I have to win. It's not about listening and understanding or anything. It's I have to get my W yeah. out of yeah. this out of this guy dying or this Justice Department report or whatever it is. I got to win this point mm-hmm. because look at the scoreboard. I got thirty likes on this post. Yay me! You know what's the? You gain nothing from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just have. You're just pissing in the wind.
1: Ridiculous. And that's where. We're, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. I don't, see, I don't see a change. I listen to, I listen to people still defending Donald Trump. Still. Right. <laughs> that
3: I've not seen on my timeline. Now, maybe I've just you don't blocked, see right. blocked you enough don't, people. You've
1: blocked, you've blocked the people. I've
3: blocked a few people.
1: you blocked them, so you won't see them anymore.
2: <laughs> well, a lot of it is not even necessarily defending Donald Trump overall. It's about this, like the Second Amendment thing about Hillary. Like what he actually meant was that they could affect change through proper channels, which is not really what he meant. We That's all know what he meant. meant. Uh-uh. You know, That's not what but, he meant,
1: but we have to play this. I again, the the people give in so much to the social contract of well. He said he didn't mean it, so you have to say okay, right? And now in the I meantime, think he's per- I know you meant it. You know you meant it.
3: Yeah, uh, I think he's personally though trying to lose now because he says, "Oh yeah, I didn't mean it. I was sarcastic." But then he gets back on. He says, "Oh no, I meant it ten more times." <laughs> yeah. Right. So well, what are you trying to convey? Because nobody gets it anymore. So you got to lose. You can't be that like non you know, committal and mm. be a fucking world leader. Mm-hmm.
2: And then when he, and when he loses, cause he's going to lose when he he's loses get cleaned. all his fans, like he he's, he's going to be fine. Like he's got yeah. money. He's a rich guy. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. All his fans now have this ridiculous Facebook history of all the people that yep. they've exposed themselves, who they really are to
3: yep.
2: like, you know, they're, they're, they're going to these pep rallies and they're cheering Trump on when he loses. What, what are they left with?
3: He's going to hire him, Andy. He's going to hire him. Either that or jobs. a full ride to Trump University. There you go.
2: <laughs> Learn business. You can be successful.
3: But you know, how about this? He is going to lose because Nate Silver said so. It's something like 86. So that makes it real. <laughs> yeah. So it's like 86 to 14% right now is the estimate. And it used to be he was calling it 50-50 like a few months back. But now he's saying, yeah, she's going to landslide right. him.
2: People are. Some people are coming to their senses.
3: But how about this? Wouldn't this be some shit for your ass? If he won the election and then got up and the first thing he said was, I told you guys it was rigged. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I man. think
2: the minute he gets elected, they're going to figure out a way to impeach him. Um,
3: Who's they? The Republicans? Congress. All of Congress. All of Congress? They're going
2: to all unite on that. He has to Break a rule to get impeached. Like you can't just impeach someone just Mm-mm. you know willy nilly. You can't just indiscriminately say, oh fuck that guy, yeah. but he'll do something. He'll fuck up and they'll. And
1: then we have the presidency of Mike Pence. Right, that's better. Right, yeah.
2: it'll be Mike Pence for president <laughs> because Trump is not going to last four years if he gets elected. He'll last uh, as quickly as they can get him out. They're going to get him out, or he might resign because you know like the Nixon thing. Like they're going to just keep digging up more shit. I'm just going to get out, kind of thing. But yeah, the alternative to Trump then would be. Mike Pence who yeah. is just you know he's a he's much more of a politician but he's fucking he's crazy. A yeah. Fucking
1: crazy he's scumbag terrific. too. I want I want the Republican Party broken. I want Donald Trump gone. I want the Republican Party broken and I mean broken like old school take over a city, raise the walls, kill everybody, <laughs> salt the earth. Like Game
2: of Thrones type I shit. I want it
1: done like that. Yeah, I want it destroyed, decimated.
3: Something biblical.
1: I want everything done. I want, yeah, I want biblical ending to Demora. happen to the Republican Party. And then if you want to try to rebuild, go ahead. Because I do believe you need two parties, but not this party. They've, they have exposed themselves to what they are. This kid, fucking Duffy. Is on television, Sean Duffy. Defending, and I, I have a client who knows him, the real world guy. <laughs> yeah, he knows him, congressman. And you listen to Shady tosses. I just want to get him, get him aside. She was like, Yeah, next one of these things, I'm going. I'll take you as my plus one. If that happens, I'm oh, taking no. all of our equipment.
2: <laughs> I'm taking. You shit. gonna bum
1: rush him? Sure. I just want to pull these people aside, and I just want to ask him, Do you believe the things that you're saying about Donald Trump? Do you believe it? Right. Do you believe these things?
2: Well, a guy like that, he's like super religious, I think. Like Trump doesn't even appeal. How
1: can you be super religious and, and follow Donald but Trump? But my point, that's
2: my point. Trump doesn't even appeal on that level. Yeah. Mike Pence at least appeals on that level because yeah. he did the whole thing about gay cakes or whatever. Right. You know, rainbow <laughs> cakes. But Trump doesn't even, he's not believable as a Christian. That's, for how, sure. you know,
1: that's oh. how you know evangelicals ain't shit. That's how you know. I say that all the time. Still line up behind him. Evangelicals ain't shit. You're willing to get it behind Donald Trump. Well, that's why, like shit.
2: the the Republican like base is full of people who shouldn't be in the same room together. Yeah. You got the the hardcore Christians, family values types, right, right next to the white supremacists, yeah. who they still their vote still counts, and so they're allowed. in. so you got all these people that. How are they all agreeing on anything? Because yeah. they all have completely different points. You
3: can't have a that. wife in subjection and have her be that fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good you know? way to say it. <laughs> yeah, a wife in subjection. Yeah, that's a very good way. It's ridiculous, man. It's fucking... And here we are. Yep. And people want me to go along with it. This, this college... Um, these college kids asked for a non-white roommate. This thing that I, I oh, found interesting. That. Is this like a black headliner? Claremont, California, small liberal arts <laughs> college near Los Angeles. Is a that Claremont Ca- McKenna? Is announcing a Facebook post. I don't know, Claremont, California. Yeah, that's it.
3: where it is. I've been out there. My buddy went there. It made
1: by a black student who's being a non-white roommate. Claremont and Penn reports Pfizer. Pitzer? Pitzer? Pitzer, yeah. That's Pitzer part of the college consortium. consortium. So
3: the, the black Not student there.
2: requested...
1: Kitzer College student, Carrie right. Urena, asked yeah. in the Post that the only people of color apply to live in her off-campus residence.
2: Oh, this is like a personal ad for right. the, yeah. the Adding like she a-
1: didn't want to live with any white folks.
3: That's fine with Pitzer me. Kitzer
1: President Melvin Oliver, who earlier this year became the first African-American to lead a Claremont Underground Campus, calls the Post, inconsistent with our mission and our values. He says the college wants to engage complex intercultural issues, not to isolate individuals on the basis of any protective status. Uh, and then they put the intercultural. They put they list intercultural understanding as one of its five core values. The Washington Post reports a roommate was found, and the post has been removed. But Urena and another roommate are defending it. They say living with people of color can be necessary. Okay, I don't believe I have to actually say this in this day and age. But here we go. Okay, when you are a black person and you go out into the world. You go out into the world. Every day when you leave out into the world, you put on an armor. I've talked about that before. You put on an armor. Over the course of your day, you're going to have many, many, many what they like to call microaggressions. Microaggressions. Micro-racism. They add up. You're just going to face racism constantly over the course of your day. They're not going to be big things. No one's going to stop you from going to a water fountain. No one's going to stop you from doing anything, but you're going to get little things all along the course of your day. You just do. You learn how to deal with them because you have the armor on. At the end of the day, when you come back home, you want to take your armor off. Okay, so now I'm in a position where I'm living. uh, If you live on campus, you just put your name in the lottery and whoever the fuck you live with, you live with. But if you live off campus, you can choose who you want to live with. Mm -hmm. When I come home at the end of the day, I want to take my armor off. I don't want to have to sit in. I don't want to have to keep my arm, my guard up because I don't want to, A, offend you or B, have you say something offensive to me and not have me go, what the fuck did you just say to me? Not do that. Because that's you have. There's a whole lot of that that you have to do over the course of the day. I don't know anything about this girl. I don't know where this girl came from. Here's where she fucked up, if you want to call it fucked up. She simply said it in the in the ad. She could have not said it and just waited on somebody black right. to show up. Well, they just yeah, white people kept showing up. Just keep saying, I've already filled it.
2: As for roommates, <laughs> it's you know, four twenty friendly, or uh, we're all young professionals here, right. so no late nights, and they want partic- particular lifestyles and genders no men please we want to so it's it's that you're always looking for people who have things in common with you right for roommates Uh people do that all the time so what's what's the difference here just the skin color in common the the background why why can't you want that in common with your roommates as well if you want your fucking schedule to be in common
1: there is no difference yeah there, there is no difference. It's freedom
2: of association. Now, yeah. I, I, the, the counter, of course, the uh, what about white history month counter is um, a white person says that and then they're considered racist. But dot, a white
3: dot, guy that. wouldn't say that. Yeah. generally speaking well, you wouldn't just have to deny they, them well, but, what, but so the
2: majority of the people responding are probably going to be white because right. yes, population of wise you are. have that maybe in California you might have Hispanic no, people too no that's a rich liberal arts college okay, so,
3: they have maid service at one of the other ones in that consortium in the dorm they have motherfucking maid service at Claremont McKenna and then they have two o'clock tea and biscuits every fucking they day they have tea and biscuits I'm not kidding my <laughs> best friend college. he came to the show last night so I'm, night, supposed, to wonder, there. I'm there.
1: supposed to wonder why this black girl doesn't want to live with only wants to Live with other black people. Hold on. Are
3: they buttermilk oh. biscuits? Yeah, yo. I what mean, kind of biscuits are we talking each about? Each one of them colleges has like a certain culture. So there's Harvey Mudd, which is like engineering. Right. There's Claremont McKenna, which is like the white The character Republican from Star Trek, Harvey like Mudd? Business. <laughs> they named a school after I don't after know if guy? they named it after him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. And then, um what is it? Scripps is all ladies. And they kind of think of like a feminist bent. Then they have one called, let me see.
4: Clear I saw that. That's an old skip. ad. Yeah.
3: Well, this one pits her anyway. I'm forgetting the fifth one, but the this one is like, oh, Pomona. Pomona is like a very smart liberal arts school. What's his face taught there? David Foster Wallace, the author of Infinite mm-hmm. Jest. Okay. and himself. He was bipolar. And Pitzer has been known to be like a big stoner college and stuff. You go out there, you see a lot of so like they want some Rastafarians, Rastafarians, right. all just blazing out. What shit guys, like that. What yeah, guy white dreads. guy got yeah Trustafarians, Yeah, Trastafarians. You know?
2: Yeah. So, okay, so the tea and biscuits, though? like
3: Yeah, that's it, Claremont McKenna. I'm telling you. What the fuck is that? They have school-sponsored wine and cheeses and kegs. Oh I went to God. a party when I went to visit fucking my buddy crazy. out there. They funded a 10-keg party right in, like, the fucking... Um, the dorms are like nice, like pal, you know, nice uh, stucco type apartments. They look like Melrose Place or right. something, you know, and they just lay out these 10 goddamn kegs <laughs> and everybody's just getting pill all evening. I loved being there when I was there. Well, two yeah. weeks Back when I was drinking. Right. Like 30, 12 years ago.
2: So if I put out an ad for a roommate, most likely it was going to be a white person. Yes. And I can just say male. Oh, so uh, live with a dude and then no one's gonna raise it's not like a raise eyebrows if I say I uh a please male. a male roommate. Women do that Probably with female not. roommates, right. No. So that's why a white guy wouldn't have to put the please only white applicants. And even if they did, uh, would it be much different than this? Well, that's the I question. think
3: in that climate, if he put out some like whites only, yeah, a white guy would see that and likely turn you in. And they should.
1: Here's the thing about here's the thing about that these 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 black people are doing this as a safety and a protection measure. Right. No, not, I agree. They're not doing it as a keep those people away from me because they stink measure. Right. They're doing it as a safety and protection measure. There's a difference between them. But there's a difference between them when the minority bands together. For protection of familiarity versus, versus the majority, ma- the majority who's just trying to Absolutely. keep you excluded and yeah. doesn't want you to be a part. There's right. a huge difference there. That people who reactionary people who are like, what about if a white guy? is because you don't want to see right. you don't want to see that there those weights aren't the same. Yeah, the
3: majority they're not, they're has the access same. to like resources. The minority <laughs> has access their resources solidarity.
1: Like right. I God have solidarity you know? with this with this other person. That goes you know? through
3: my struggle every day. So right. if I want to do that, well I can't. When do I that? can
1: come when I come home, I can take this armor off. I don't have to worry about somebody fucking with me about my hair care products. Yeah. Well or, people People playing with, also, my yeah. my yeah. with my cocoa butter. Where's my cocoa butter at? How you fucking with my cocoa butter? People
2: self-segregate all the time. I mean, you look at any cafeteria. Yeah, just de facto know, segregation. You look at an office building cafeteria. The black employees tend to sit together. Trust. Trust you know,
1: and believe. When I was yeah. at E-Trade, trust right. and believe. It just sort of oh, yeah. works <laughs> out. Uh, trust and believe.
2: The, you know, people of the same age group tend to sit together. If you're somewhere where there's a bunch of non-comics and a bunch of comics, who do you wind up talking to all night? Mm-hmm. The common is people you share shit with. Mm-hmm. you you have something in common with them, so in that sense, it's the freedom of association thing. Like, what's wrong with that? Now I know colleges like we like to. They they all high and mighty about. But
1: they're paying lip service. Yeah. To it, they don't mean it. We want uh,
2: a broad it. spectrum and all that they stuff. But
1: it. you know, but we don't want there to be affirmative action programs. They don't mean it. No, they right. don't mean it. It's it's paying lip service to it. You know. I'm supposed to be upset that this little girl doesn't. I, I'm like, what I, if a white?
2: What if a white person requested a black roommate though? Does that I, happen? that would
1: has I, that happened? I don't know. I'm sure that I happened. would be interested to know the why.
2: Maybe they grow up around black people. They they also feel more comfortable. It's, that's distinctly <laughs> <possible>. that <is. laughs> that's distinctly possible.
1: That's distinctly possible. Or it could be the thing of I want I specifically want to learn about I came here I have to I have to. Get they believe in that mission statement, and I gotta go learn about other cultures. I right. have to, but then am going match to match
3: them up this. and say, for instance, they say, "All right, is there a black guy out there who wants to match up with a honky for roommates? I mean, that's yeah. gonna be a hard sale. Well, it's just like <laughs> uh,
2: it becomes the real world. The episode, you know, the 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 MTV show where they would always, especially the first few years, they would have a bunch of white people and then one. Like the Chappelle show sketch, but one black person, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe also a Hispanic person. Mm -hmm. So it was like the black guy had to teach everyone in the house how it's how it's like to to live with black people and how black things how things are viewed through that lens. It's tiresome, and it is never the other way around. Where it's like a majority of you know, let's say brown people, minorities, and like two white people.
1: The mad real world. Mm -hmm. The (laughs) mad real world. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny.
2: But it was still the same. It was like we're going to subject, we're going to get ratings off this chaos of black anger mm-hmm. and frustration, because you know there's always the moment where that they're about to fight, yep. yeah, because someone said some racist shit, and so the black guy who goes on the real world like, oh, this is going to be a cool opportunity. Oh, they just put me in a position where I'm just going to be pissed right, every day, right? Because they're going <laughs> to try to start fights with me. Like you're just the guinea pig. You're in a cage, and they're they're just you know you're just recording you. That was a kid. was a
1: kid going going to school at a at a university in California, I want to say Stanford, but that's probably not right, who his three roommates were dogging him about uh, racially all the time. And he was reporting and no one was doing anything about it. Right. Oh, it's just kids being kids. He's waking up the Confederate flags, yeah. hanging over him, stuff like that, shit like that. That shit happens. He's, well, we're just joking. No, you're not. And if you do joke, I know a little bit about jokes and you're not doing them right. <laughs> you know, that was my whole problem with Donald Trump, saying, I'm just joking. Let's not know a little bit about jokes. You're not doing them right. right. <laughs> you're not. You're not doing them right. You know that's it's that it's that kind of bullshit that we're just supposed to put up with, and it's shit like that that leads to a police force just decimating a black community and getting away with it, and it's being okay, and a guy like Rudy Giuliani on television defending it. You know, it's just. I'm not, I don't have a, I'm like, good for her. <laughs> good for fucking, good for her for saying it, I guess.
2: I'm, I'm guessing that happens more often than we think, and this just happened to make the news.
1: Yeah. You know? I think she may be the only one who just said the shit in, a, in well, an Well, people, ad.
2: yeah, but in personal ad, or in, in roommate right. ads, people put all kinds of, shit in there like requirements for you you.
1: and then for the professor of the university to come out come on man you're a black man you know what it is Mm -hmm. you know what it is black people like that actually make me upset too somebody just want a a bronze oh the fencer want a bronze fencing Fencing. black girl magic
2: who gives a fuck about fencing
1: The, the 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 hijab wearing fencer she want a bronze black girl magic Dino Did Bedelli. she put her
2: hand over her heart? Cause she better. <laughs> she's
1: American. She better. <laughs> she better. Now she's put her hand under her she, under her hijab. Yeah. Uh, and then you had this Christian blogger. I guess just have to get out on this. This Christian blogger faces fury over a post about her white daughter's marriage to a black man. Look, I read oh, the I post read when it popped up, and awful. I refused to repost it. I was like, I'm not. Gonna, uh, I'm not going to repost yeah, this. I'm not no. going to be a part of this. No. This woman, Kay Clark, she's a Christian blogger, as opposed to a regular blogger. Christian blogger. She prayed to pray to pray to pray to God <laughs> to send G-A-W-T. her daughter Anna a godly a godly kind husband. She got exactly what she asked for. Glenn was a devout Christian who volunteered at church, mentoring kids in after school program. By day he worked as an application developer for Blue Cross and Blue Shield, and he was on his way to becoming a great dad and a great provider. Okay, so on paper this guy checks out he's a fucking
3: catch. Uh-huh. But by day and night, what else is he?
1: Glenn was a gentleman too. Clark noticed that he held he held doors open open doors for Anna even he at the grocery doors? store. Aww. He opened the doors. Even Aww. at the grocery store, which means he stepped on his foot. Wait a first. second. Yeah, those doors open automatically. Stepped the, well, he put his foot down first. <laughs> he didn't maybe he didn't not do in shit. their
2: part of town. <laughs> hey, he might be a gentleman. He didn't do shit at the grocery store. Her so he gets no credit for that. Her
1: daughter seemed happy, but there was one thing the fifty three year old mother learned. Glenn was a black man with dreadlocks. Oh, shit. Wait, what, record scratch. What? <laughs> Clark, <laughs> a white freelance writer <laughs> and a cardiac care nurse from Georgia, confessed in a blog post Tuesday on the website, The Gospel Coalition, that she initially struggled with the idea of her daughter marrying an African-American man. Okay, the reason why you struggled with that idea is because you, my dear, are a racist.
2: It came from her parents too. There you go. That shit's been in that family right. for a long and time. And your
1: parents were racist, and everybody around you was racist. That's why you struggled with it. Wait, I'll, I'll, I'll cue you. You ready? You ready? Yeah, yeah. The reason why you had a problem with this, dear, is because you are a racist. <laughs> <laughs> the people around you are racist. Everybody around you. That's Wait why you a, a problem minute, with not it. me. Yes, you. <laughs> In it, in his post, she wrote. She explained how she ultimately came to embrace her daughter's decision and offered some advice for parents like her to consider if they too are hesitant about a child's interracial marriage. This is great. This is like the uh, title: "When God Sends Your White Daughter a Black Husband." Is it still up? No, they said took it took it down. This is like when uh,
2: someone just got some knowledge and now they're going to impart it on. It's like a college freshman who's who's now woke.
1: You know what this is really like? New Christians. Yeah, and they
2: got. Well, they have to. They have to yell the loudest now.
4: (laughs) They're the worst. So she has to.
2: Hey, guys, I struggled with my daughter. Fell in love with a black guy who holds doors open at grocery stores when Mm. they don't even need to be held. Uh, I struggled with that because he's a black man. And it took me a well, while, but I, her
1: post is still right here. Glenn I came to Christ in college it. and served Him passionately. He worked while attending class. This is the post now I'm reading from.
2: This is the dude now, this is Glenn.
1: Godly, kind, well on his way. I can only smile at God's plan and ask for His forgiveness for my presumption. Still, my impressive wish list for Anna's husband paled in comparison to her own. He loves Jesus, Mom. That's it. That's my wish list. He <laughs> just loves her. Okay, simple girl. But all right, he loves Jesus, Mom, and he holds doors open and open. Then a grin came across her face. It's really awesome. He's also cute, right? <laughs>
2: uh huh. Cute. Sure.
1: He's a handsome enough dude. Good dreads, though. Got good
2: dreads. He's got dreads?
1: It wasn't long ago that interracial marriage, particularly a black man like Grin, marrying a white girl like Anna was considered the ultimate taboo in American white society. In fact, it was illegal in sixteen states until 1967. The reason why it was taboo is because of people like you, bitch.
2: <laughs> right. Who had to come to terms with it over. <laughs>
1: because of people like you. Me? <laughs> To the parent, to the parent like me who never envisioned her daughter in interracial marriage, here are eight things to remember. Eight things. Oh no, mm. she made a list. She made a little mm. listicle. Here we go. Number one: remember your theology. Basically, she's telling to you remember what God. So. Can I
2: interject here for a moment? Mm-hmm. Um you don't need God to not be racist. Mm-hmm. All right. You shouldn't. Your theology should have nothing to do with that.
1: Because because a lot of people cite God as the reason, reason why they're they racist. They racist. Which
2: well and also <laughs> And miscegenate. Uh, mm-hmm. And and even if you're citing God for the reason you're not racist, like so you would have been racist without yeah. God's input? Like are you yeah. seriously saying that? Remember your theology. As
1: you pray for your daughter to choose well, pray for your eyes to see clearly, too. Glenn moved from being a black man to beloved son when I saw his true identity as an image bearer of God, a brother of no, Christ. No, no, so out, no. So before he was just
3: a black man. Right. So beloved shit, but beloved now he's son. my beloved son. Guess what <laughs> word she
2: took out. Yeah. He's your beloved black son.
1: Uh, she took, hey, black, she she yeah, just took the point. black right
2: off him. Hey Glenn, you're not oh, black God. anymore.
1: Yeah, but she needed, she needed you're one God of the good ones to now. show her that she right. couldn't just figure that out on her own. Remember to rejoice in all things. Don't Look on means. the bright side. If your daughter has, cho- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess that's what that means. I don't even know what that means. If don't you, focus
3: if- on the
2: darkness. Focus on the light. <laughs> if your daughter
1: has chosen a man.
2: Literally, number two. Number two is like at least you have your health. Yeah.
1: (laughs) If your daughter has chosen a man in Christ and assuming there are no serious objections to the union, what's a serious objection? Yeah, what would that be? Loving her well means not only permitting an interracial marriage, but also celebrating it. Permitting? My my daughter's question, what do you think needed more than a tolerant shoulder shrug? She needed to know that I loved Glenn too. I'm deeply grateful that my daughter chose this particular man. I try to tell him often, oh god. I'm sure I'm sure he feels good about yeah. that that you all the all the time you tell him he's one of the good ones. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and you and you gave her permission. You gave an adult woman permission to yeah, marry this To guy. marry who
1: she wanted to. Permission she loved.
2: that had to you had to grant based on your weighing whether his blackness was a problem. Right. That's the permission. That's where you had to to give permission.
1: Remember, no Christian marriage is promised a trial free life. No marriage. No life is promised child trial free. Okay. No life, marriage or otherwise. One woman in church looked over at Anna and Glenn and gingerly asked, are they dating? Engaged. I grinned and winked at them. She gave a pain sigh and then sighed, and smiled and then sighed and shook her head. It's just their future children but you're black they have no idea what's ahead of them i nodded when jim and i were married we had no idea what was ahead of us either i stopped believing to the lie we can control my question would be is it back 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 up back up back up <laughs> why are you talking to her at this point she's a racist there's no point in you having any further discussion with you because she now looks down on your daughter. You this understand is, she looks down on your daughter. This is where right? you
2: hold up the newspaper and put yeah. on some headphones. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm done talking to you now, lady. <laughs>
1: yeah, you take out your phone you take the fake phone call in, in right. uh, church. Man, how long have you been going to this church? There's no point in having a conversation with her because she looks down on your daughter. Right. You don't see that? remember to be patient with family members this is the biggest one for me
2: oh this is number four
1: calling uncle Fred a bigot because he doesn't want your daughter in an interracial marriage dehumanizes him dehumanizes him and doesn't help your daughter so what you're basically saying is look feel sorry for him
2: what about Glenn right (laughs) poor Glenn over here (laughs) Don't dehumanize someone else.
1: Lovingly bear with others' fears, concerns, and objections while firmly supporting your daughter and son-in-law. Don't cut naysayers off if they aren't undermining the marriage. Pray for them. What are you talking about? What is undermining the marriage? Don't cut naysayers off. What are you talking about? Don't cut it. So let them talk shit as long as they're not undermining the marriage. I don't even know what that means, bitch. Yeah. If she's, you're a naysayer, aren't you undermining the marriage? She's Pretty never much. heard
2: of the block button. <laughs> that's, that's the ultimate <laughs> cutting off of naysayers is the block button.
1: Remember, your daughter's ultimate Andy, loyalty the is the not block to you. The black buttons for black people, okay? Oh, the black Remember, button, yeah, <laughs> the black button. Remember that all your daughter, your daughter's ultimate loyalty is not to you or your family, but to the Lord. You have actually, lo- you know who her loyalty now is to? Glenn. Glenn, <laughs> isn't that a bitch? <laughs> what? Several people have asked Glenn, which world will you all live in, black or white? What does that mean? Nothing. Right, Glenn, are you going to take her to the hood a lot? <laughs> are you going to take her to the hood? With these dreadlocks? Hell yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: I got I to gotta go get some shit to put on them. She got to go. <laughs>
2: Why is it black or white? Why? Maybe he wants to live in fucking Asia.
1: And all this is, are you going to take her to the hood? That's right. all they mean. <laughs> you going to start teaching her that slang? <laughs> <laughs> she going to start talking with slang? Interracial marriage in Christ is not about the joining of two races and cultures into one. It's what? not about a new ethnic heritage. Actually, it is. Oh, yeah. It's I'll about unwavering allegiance to the one true God. And this is all about God. Can't
3: separate the sin from the sinner. You know what she's doing? <laughs> you know what she's doing? Good
1: one. Good one, Nate <laughs> <laughs> She's saying,
2: uh, she's just saying, let God sort it out. Right. I, I don't have the answers. I am the I have to love and just, uh, there's probably issues here, but God will sort it out. It's
1: about as, kingdom building. As someone who is in an irrational marriage, I need you to understand something, Miss Lady. Uh, you get ready andy um, an interracial marriage is very much about joining two cultures into one what <laughs> trust and believe two cultures into one it is you're coming from two cultures that are completely completely different and you're going to have a lot of bumps along the way but they're coming learning about those cultures and culture here's the, of the thing Lord. the black guy knows about the white culture. The white girl doesn't know about the black culture unless she grew up in and around the black culture. My, my wife knows the Mexican culture inside and out because she grew up in it. She also knows the white culture because she's white. How
2: is her uh, recipe game? Does she know the food? Can she cook Mexican food? Yes.
1: Are you kidding? Because I know oh, you do all the cooking.
2: Yeah. But I figure if she grew up in that area. She probably.
1: Yeah. She probably could yeah. wow
2: you with some yeah, recipes. Yeah, she, she
1: does. She cooks. Okay. Her her thing is, uh, uh, tacos. She, that's a good one. That but she like likes authentic, to do. not
2: not the bullshit. She, uh,
1: Peter, you fucked with her chips and queso. Mm-hmm. Right?
3: Yeah, I do. I love yeah, it. Her queso. Right.
1: Her queso cheese that she makes from scratch. Is it better than Qdoba? Yes. Yeah. Oh. percent. <laughs> yeah. Because they got good cake. Uh,
3: so does yeah. most.
2: She
1: makes it
3: from scratch. Southwestern yeah. Grill. Hers is excellent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She makes it from she makes it from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. She knows all those. She knows all the little ins and outs and the secrets. Right. She doesn't know anything about the black culture. Why would she? she go to Brownsville, Texas. Ain't no black people in Brownsville. Right. <laughs> There's no. no talk, glens. Talking about none. Ain't no black people in Brownsville. Yeah. <laughs> that's Brownsville, Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So this for this lady to say that that's not happening, bitch. remember heaven's demographics I don't even know what that means
2: uh, well, I wonder if Heaven
1: got a ghetto. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That's
3: that's what she's wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter Section Eight. Life's a bitch, but the sex is great.
1: Remember to die to your expect to uh, remember to die to your expectations. I don't know what that sentence remember to means. die to your expectations. So let's see if we can figure it out. Oh, as a nervous like young, young man, to your
2: expectations. Yeah, as a
1: nervous young man, sat in my living room. I handed him the ring my deceased husband gave me the day he asked me to marry him. It's a good thing your husband was deceased, or so this might be a complete yeah
2: you know funny. what he'd be secure in his neighborhood
1: yeah <laughs> with a lump in my throat i swallowed hard and say glenn you have a jeweler put it jeweler put it in a new setting and make it your own it's precious to me but you and anna are of a far greater value than that far greater indeed uh-huh. Oh, Jesus Christ. That, right. you know what? And that was her giving herself, patting herself on the back for yeah. recognizing what a good man Glenn is and how grateful she was that God she, sent her. She to
2: recognized her. it despite all the obstacles right. for her to see that, which was all basically his haircut and his yeah, skin color. and his skin color. You know.
1: Not the fact that on paper, this dude is fucking winning <laughs> all the way across the board.
2: Well, it just comes down to this. it. He makes your your daughter's happy, so why right. are you mad?
1: Why are you mad? Ugh.
2: Why would you deprive someone of happiness? Yeah. that you want
1: not, and he's not a bad dude, as right. far as we know. You want uh, her to be happy. Yeah.
2: You raised her to pick out a I'm assuming a good man. A good godly man. You know, Andy. She's, she, a she's good not, godly she, man A good godly man. She's not out there hanging out with
1: Drug dealers and pimps, right? Yeah. She meant met. This Look, dude at I church. mean,
3: as long as he hates gays, he's a candidate in my <laughs> right. eyes. And he goes to church every week, <laughs> yeah, probably. Wrong. Trust
1: me on this one. If something <laughs> bad was to happen between them, it would be ba- it would be blamed on. Well, that's just how those people are. Right? Told you that would. Yeah, told you. There'd be a lot
2: of <laughs> this blog would have an addendum.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, would you be a lot lot of that? Well, they got divorced, and I told you that those people were like that. That's what five
2: what years later. She would happens
3: what when you're playing those away games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's what would be said. Fucking bitch, and she got drugged to hell on Twitter. <laughs> she right, got drugged oh, to hell on I'll Twitter, bet. hell and back. I think we got to wrap up, Petey You yeah, got you got a show to do, yes, and I, I got do. a show to do. All right, people, uh, we'll get out on that ignorance. Uh, thanks so much for coming in with us. As always, we appreciate you guys. We want to thank you guys. We had a great time with you guys. We want to thank Petey Steele oh, for sitting in with us as always. Pleasure. We'll be holding these couches down in about three weeks. When football begins. Yeah, da, 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 All right. Da, right. right around the corner. Boom, boom, boom. The first one, I'm having a cookout. so Football oh, coincides with it my right. birthday. Every Get it ready. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. The birthday, my birthday Andy doesn't celebrate.
2: September 6th. So you Show. ain't coming
1: over then, right? Um, like usual. I generally he don't. refuses to. Yeah. I, I have, stopped inviting him. I don't know. Uh,
2: we have, here's the thing. My wife and I, we have a date night every Sunday. Okay. Right. <laughs> now, it used to be that I would watch football, early game, late game, and then if you know, and so we wouldn't really have time, and that would be like the best day for her. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, but there's a four o'clock game, right. so we changed it to where now I just watch basically the Redskins game, and I don't really I pay attention to the other games. I don't want to sit and watch. I don't veg out for ten hours for the couch. But I tend tend to use Sunday to hang out with my wife and just hang around the house. Yeah, you know, so because that's my one day of doing that because I'm you know out the other nights. So yeah, going out and doing something on a Sunday doesn't always appeal to me. Uh, if it's a Monday night game, I still kind of have that like. Well, I'm just going to sit here and watch the game. Yep. You know, so yeah, I just uh, I, you know what I do? I sit there with a with my guitar in my lap and watch the game. So there me is. all by my, me and my dog, and my wife walks by every now and then, doesn't know anything about it.
1: You know what I do? I sit on my couch. I watch Red Zone. Eat yeah. bad food, and yeah. Drink. I'll eat bad food. I'll
2: definitely eat bad food. It's, it's just I could. I, I
1: don't want to get sucked back into and different 10 hours people. A day different of football. people come through on different <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah,
2: and there are pictures of meat at yes. some point. We'll be
1: pictures of meat being posted. <laughs> listen
3: get... to me, bitch about Fanduel.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never I'm blowing
3: stops. the two fifty I have less st- on the first <laughs> week. Are you still doing stops. that? I'm still playing with yeah. the house's money. It never stops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, we got to get out. Thanks, guys, uh, so much for coming in. We, we never heard Petey's Freestyle. Yes. No, but that will be taken care of, will it not?
3: Yes, sir. All
2: but right. It, the song is one thing, but We're next time it. you're on, we want to we want maybe get you to get you to, like, your podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like an we'll acapella. Back, so Absolutely. We'll well, that's on, the thing.
2: If we don't have an intro song for Petey, he does his own intro song every time yeah. he does his podcast. Yes, I do. So we can do that. With we
1: can bring you back perfect. on the next podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can come it's back on the next podcast and get that done. So thanks, guys, for coming in, as always. We appreciate y'all. And... Be on the lookout on Monday for PD's freestyle. Work this Monday up. coming. <laughs> Alright, I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. is still. And we have three guys on. Ooh. We are out. <laughs>